Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be one of your hosts. Joining me today, we have, and it's been a while, it's Red been a Rocks while. Youth's Whitney Best. Hi. I, I will spare you guys from Whitney's <laughs> air horn. I know. You actually have to do it. It's been too long. It's been too long? Yeah. Okay, let me see if Give I Give the even... people what they want. Okay, here we go. Uh, for <laughs> any new listeners, this was Whitney trying to imitate an air horn. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's still the best. Iconic. Oh, yeah. That'll live on forever. <laughs> um, but hey, we have an incredible podcast for you guys today. We have got some friends joining us all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Whitney, let the people know who we're going to be talking to today. Yes, I'm so excited. They are some of Conrad and I's dearest friends. We met them, I want to say four-ish years ago. And um, I was working with young adults at the time. Yes. And we were having a red conference. And I w- we wanted to do these like breakout sessions. And so I'm like, I would love to get... Actually, no. You know what it was? It was a gala. It was the red light gala. That's what that's it was. That's right. Down in uh, downtown. Yep. Yeah, and that's right. And I wanted to get a representation from a human tra- anti-human trafficking organization. So I blindly called 821 and Kayla was the one that took my phone call and um, came out that year and we, sh- we put her up in a hotel and then just through the years, her and Josh have... <clears throat> supported young adults yeah in more ways than one they've prayed for you guys and so i just am so excited to welcome josh and kayla henry let's go yes they are now i will i will say this kayla is just an enigma she's amazing she does everything at the belonging co it feels like you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've you do. Everything, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, and I then, yeah. And then Josh is the youth pastor there. And I will say this, everyone, I have said so many times, talked about my chicken guru, and Kayla is that chicken guru for me. Oh so my goodness. You, I was if chicken would come up. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yes. Whitney talks about her farm <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. time. Mostly yeah. the deaths on her farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but her farm nonetheless. So we've got some some farming camaraderie here. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It's a rugged life we live. We, That's Whitney right. and Kayla, they're just going to hijack this podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah, you guys were, you were talking about your one-eyed rooster before <laughs> you came on. <laughs> That's it does not lack irony at all. That's a pirate, the one-eyed rooster. That is hilarious. Well, Josh, Kayla, thanks so much for taking some time for being with us today. Um, real quick, just give us kind of what you do, how long you've been at the Belonging Co. I know Whitney just said youth pastor, but run us through what you do and, and a little bit of your story on how you met and then how you found yourself at the Belonging Co. Yeah, yeah. So it's such a such a cool journey. So we've been 
in Nashville uh, for two years now, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, and so we arrived, yeah, just a little over two years ago. And uh, Kayla and I, you know, we do all things together. And so we do youth ministry together. And uh, it's, it's honestly the dream. Just love um, being able to minister to and pour into young people. And so that's pretty much the sum total um, of what takes place here in Nashville. We just love, 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 love what we do. Um, but a little on um, how we met. We actually met um, on the other side of the world in <laughs> Sydney. Uh, yeah, if you Kayla, guys you couldn't want... tell, Josh has the <laughs> yeah. coolest accent in the world. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of forget about it sometimes. I think I'm just used to it. Um, yeah, so we were both, well, I was on staff at the time and got at A21, an anti-human trafficking organization in Sydney, and Josh came in to do the internship program. And so we met at the office. Um, and we were co-workers first and so yeah we were friends for like six months and I think you know we we're kind of like oh is there is there a little bit something more going on and it's funny because everyone said to me they're like if you're gonna find your husband you need to get out of that office because it's like mostly girls at age one. <laughs> and I was like no I love it here so much like this is this is my space and so he just walked right in one yeah. day which <laughs> and, and it's funny because I Aww. had I had studied abroad in America and my parents told me they said when you go to America there's one condition you don't meet and fall in love with an American girl and I didn't <laughs> I went to America I came home did not meet an American girl that I fell in love with and then in Sydney in my own backyard 10 minutes from my house I meet <laughs> Kayla at 21. So, um, yeah so I think the, the the beginning of all of it was you know for, for Kayla finding out about human trafficking and just feeling like she needed to do something about it and uh, it was similar for me of just like there's this injustice in the world and um, I'm just one person, but I, I believe that we can make a difference. And so we met in the office and uh, started dating, but started dating six months before Kayla was transitioning back to America. And so um, she, yeah. I think the night Josh asked me on, on our first date, I said to him, I was like, well, I'm leaving the country in six months, so I don't even know if we should try. And he was like, let's just see what happens. And so we did. But it's like a very awkward way to start dating. It's like, yeah. no pressure, but like, I'm leaving in six months, so we're probably going to need to know how we feel about each other. But yeah. I think we did it really well. We didn't actually talk about the fact that I was leaving, like, ever, because it just, like, seemed like it would spoil the fun of the process. So yeah. we just kind of dated, no pressure. And then I loved it because, I don't know, I just feel like if you really, you really want a man that just, like, knows what he wants and Josh really didn't say anything to me about moving to America and I really felt like Holy Spirit was like I don't want you to talk to him about this because it needs to be his choice and I knew that as well like I it made sense practically for him to come to America but I didn't want him to come just for me because that just felt like a recipe for dysfunction um, and so we didn't talk about it very much then one weekend we we're sitting at Hillsong Conference um, that's the church we we're at in Sydney and he just comes up to me and he's like, I just want you to know, I've been praying about it and I've heard from the Lord and I'm moving to America in January. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then that wow. was literally it. That was how we settled it. Yeah. And I think that was even before you told me you loved me. You told me you're moving to America. So I assumed you loved wow. me, but we hadn't gotten there yet. So. There it is. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I mean, three, honestly, the trifecta, like chasing the girl that I love fighting for the cause that I loved and the ocean. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah that, <laughs> Jackpot. Um, that took us, 
we that became an to America. Couple. We became an OC couple, and we lived there for four years before we moved to Natch. That's wow. awesome. So you guys continued on with A21 and then transitioned to Nashville, and you've been there for about two years, you said. Um, that's right. And I think that's going to kind of be the framework a little bit of our of our conversation because before kind of in, in our pre, pre-recording meeting, you said that you were kind of walking through about three years of this hearing from the voice of God. I feel like we need to move. I feel like we're sort of being released or called somewhere else. You had a great situation living in Southern California by the beach. Um, yeah. <laughs> you really got to hear from God to like, yeah. to, to move, you to really move do. out of that. <laughs> yeah. And so I, it, it's, it's so crazy because outside of relationships, the biggest conversations that we have with our people is how do I know I'm hearing from God in seasons of transition and change? Maybe it's, you know, from yeah. college to your first career or, you're jumping careers or you just want to shift in life and you're going to move, you know, from Denver to Austin or Nashville or, or somewhere, you know, in between. And and you're just trying to sift out. Is this God? Is this me? Um, yeah. Maybe talk about when you were in California and you first felt like God was prompting you that a change is coming. Like how did how did that initial prompting yeah. that that changes on the way sort of hit you guys? Yeah. Um, and I will say like, and maybe we can touch on this at some point, but I feel like the way we navigated that season from California to Nashville is so different than the way I navigated the season from college to moving to Australia, just like a totally different approach. And I just, I don't know. I feel like there's just sometimes not a formula for these things. It's like you want there to be, but they're so not. And I so appreciate like this season of life that so many young people are in because I got saved at 21 understood Jesus for the first time at 21 my junior year of college and from there it was like okay what does this whole Christian thing mean like what does this mean for what I do with my life you know Mm -hmm. so I so like share in the sentiment of what that season can look like but I think for us like obviously moving from California to Nashville was a really slow burn Um, But I think it needed to be because we just really wanted to make sure that what we were doing was the thing that the Lord had for us. And honestly, it was on our honeymoon. And like if anyone that we work with that are old job here is just like, what? But like um, we were just sitting in Hawaii and it was this feeling of like a change is coming, like a shift is coming. And, you know, I think our human mind wants to be like, change is coming. Like, okay, when I get home, I'm going to make a new plan and I'm going to go do the next thing. But like, we just really felt like we just actually need to be aware in our spirits. And that's the only first step. And we just begin to pray because we had no language or context for what that looks like. And I just find that often, um, the first thing is like a stirring in your spirit. And then there often comes a period of waiting after that. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes if we try to take the stirring and create action immediately, we miss the waiting and we miss the marinating and we miss the part where God actually, like when God gives us stirring that something is going to change, I do believe that most of the time he's going to reveal to us what that change is. Like we just need to wait. Like Mm -hmm. I often feel like Mm -hmm. the stirring is the first step for us to be like, okay, Lord, I'm listening, I'm paying attention, I'm leaning in because I feel like you're about to do something. And I think like it can almost be the difference of um, not by flesh, not by, not by why, my, I say it, not what do by, I, I think, but by my spirit, you know, and we so quickly want to be like, 
God says something's changing. I'm going to go make a new plan. But really it was like, we just need to wait. And I don't know if it was like right, wrong, good, bad, that we had a three year journey, but, um, we just felt like we needed to know that it was the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think like we, we understood pretty early on, like I love in Philippians too, it just talks about how God will work in us the desires and the longings to accomplish his will. Yeah. You know, on the topic of hearing from God, one of the coolest things that has always stuck with me, someone once said that guidance really it's about getting to know the guide, you know, like when, when you're That's being good. led, yeah. it's mostly about who's leading you and you get to know God and you get to know his nature and his character and you understand that he wants us as human beings and as young adults to accomplish his will on the earth more than we actually wanted ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's so key to remember because God, like within that context, you understand that he's a God who um, has a will for us and a plan for us. And he's a speaking God and he speaks through so many different ways. And so Mm -hmm. I think for us, when we felt those initial stirring, it was just the launching pad to honestly let go and to hold things loosely and to say, yeah, yeah to, to, to hear the word of the Lord through Zechariah 4, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so, he's, yeah, that was, that was, so, you know, like if, if he has a promise, if he wants you to go somewhere, then he's going to be vocal and he's going to sh- and he's going to share with you how to get there. And so it's that exciting period of waiting and listening and you get, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but. You, you realize the significance of the feeling of release and the moment of release. Yeah. And um, I love, you know, like I, I know I'm jumping around a bit scripture wise, but even just like uh, the fruit of the spirit of patience is not even just the act of waiting, but yeah. how you act while you wait. And I think in yeah. the waiting is when God does a work in us and prepares us. It was a three year journey. And in hindsight, I'm like, we, we had plenty of moments where we were just like, we could just move. Like we literally could just move, but we don't feel the release. We don't yeah. feel that we want it to be time, but it's not time. And so that's why we need to hang on every word that God says and uh, for him to confirm his word and to speak to us. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like God will really go out of his way um, in terms of, who we are. Like we so often think it's all about what does God want to do with my life and in my life and how does he want to use me? And I, I think that the Lord is often like, I'm actually more concerned about who you are and who you're becoming and your inner man. And I think that the Lord used those three years to like build something on the inside of us. But anytime that I get asked like, Oh, I just have this like feeling like this thing that I feel like God might be saying, I'm always like, you need to pray that the Lord gives you confirmations outside of yourself. Because I believe that the Lord is very willing to confirm things through other people or through circumstances or just, I don't want to say signs because that's like a strange word to use, but things outside of like our own brain, how we interpret the scripture for ourselves, you know. Um, I think that the Lord is very quick to confirm externally if he really wants to say something. And so honestly, like this huge launching pad that went from a change is coming to, I think it might be Nashville is we were just praying one night and we just had, I I lived in Nashville like 10 years ago. And I just had this thing of like, Josh, like there's just something about Nashville that's always been in the back of my head. And I have no idea if that has anything to do with this, but like, 
I think it could be the Lord. And so that night we prayed for the first time. This is just like really practically what the journey looks like. We prayed for the first time and we said, God, if there's something to this Nashville thing, confirm it. Like it was really a simple prayer. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, when I say the next morning, we walked into the office at work and a girl was like, so Chris is going to this event in Nashville, Tennessee in two weeks. We need you and Josh to go with her. And we literally <laughs> like fell off our chairs. Like, are you kidding me? And so we ended up coming for a week and that was just like the launching pad of, okay, God, clearly you're in this. So now show us how to do it. Yeah. 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 And that, and that was the beginning of just many, many, like dozens of confirmations. And it's that beautiful thing that God does because you get to a place where you're just like, I know, like I can be so confident that he's calling me out and into what's next. And so even if it's scary, even if all the details aren't figured out, you know, like I've heard from God, you know, like mm -hmm. and he's any God, a God who um, is very willing to confirm his word, you know, like you see that in scripture. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> you guys said something that I think is so good. And I think it, I think it can be one of the most stressful if done incorrectly. Um, but, but also one of the most intimate if done right is most of the time you, you sense that change and then it's that season of waiting mm -hmm. and some people get over anxious. And like you said, Oh, God's like started to stir my spirit. Something's coming. I'm going to rearrange my game plan. I'm going to figure this out. You know, how, how do you wait well? Because in most of the stories in the Bible, when God calls people, there is this period of yeah. preparation, uh, you know, and, and maybe God's preparing you. Maybe God's preparing the place he's calling you for you, you know. Um, but I yeah. think I think one of the biggest frustrating times when it comes to change is that I know God's leading me into change but it, it's not right now and I don't, or I just don't see the clear picture. So I've got to wait. Mm -hmm. How do you wait well when you feel like your spirit's being stirred, but, but it's not time to make the jump quite yeah. yet? Well, and that's mm -hmm. kind of my question for Kayla as well. Cause I know how you are is that you're like strategist. I want to get things done. I want to check things off my list. And that's a lot of people in life that come to young adults. They're like, I'm going to achieve. I'm going to go get, I'm going to get what's mine. And so, um, I know you can probably speak a little bit to that side of things. Like when the strategy maybe isn't there, like clear as day, but then how Josh, I love how you just live your life period. <laughs> You're just so humble. <clears throat> you trust the Lord. Not that Kayla doesn't, but like you, you, you have, you have this like rhythm to your life. That's like, okay, we, you're more able to wait on the Lord. I feel. It's like it comes more natural. Mm. Is that bad to say? No, no, not at all. <laughs> so, so yeah, like t take us through that. How do you how do you wait well when when you feel stirred, but you it's not time to jump quite yet? Yeah, um, I think that waiting well is probably one of the hardest disciplines like we're gonna encounter in our faith because to to wait without checking out is actually a very difficult thing to do. And mm -hmm. to be honest, like, I think it was a decision we had to make of like, we don't know when, we don't know how, but like, 
God has put something in our hands right now, and we have to honor that until the day we walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think staying present and not making rash decisions while you're waiting is really important. Like, oh, well, God has called me away, so I'm just going to quit my job tomorrow. And it's like really to understand the principle of how we leave one season. It's very much going to affect how we step into the next. That's like so to good. really give weight to that, yeah. I think it's super important because if we're like, well, God's moving us that's changing things like let's just quit tomorrow and then we'll just wing it until what's next like the truth is like if we would have checked out too soon we would have missed what was next because i mean without going into like every detail of our lives like the way god revealed to us that it was nashville and it was the belonging was through a 21 so if we would have checked out because we were just ready for what's next like i think that we would have missed it and so i think the discipline of staying present even when you don't feel like it is actually a game changer. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, like I love Colossians three, where it just talks about like, whatever you do work from the soul and it's not, it's not conditional, you know, it's, it's whatever you do work from the soul is something done unto the Lord and not to man. And that's not um, for some seasons and not other seasons. And I think it's easy to, to have one foot out the door and check out and just say, well, I'm going to, like I'm going to give it everything I got when I transition and into what I really should be doing, what I'm called to be doing. But it's the principle that is just like in every season. And I love what Kayla was saying. I think we felt that so deeply and we so valued the ministry that we're a part of that we were just like, man, like we want to be present until the very last moment. And we're so grateful that we were because as Kayla was saying, some of the things, some of the revelations, some of the moments, some of the prophetic words came in the final hours, the final minutes, you know, like, and we're just so grateful that as much as there may have been a temptation to check out and just be like, well, our hearts are in Nashville now. um, We we just felt that, no, no, we got to, like, I think that's a key to waiting is to be so present to the moment and so believing in God's timing, you know, like he makes everything beautiful in its time mm-hmm. and like I, I think so much of it is about treasuring the promise in your heart you know like Kayla loves that with Mary or yeah. you know when she received the prophetic word about Jesus it's like you treasure it in your heart but then you wake up tomorrow you know mm-hmm. like and it's and there's a time and there's a rhythm and there's a cadence to how God wants to do it mm-hmm. and to understand that it doesn't have to get really bad to then transition into something that's a relief and good yeah. but actually mm-hmm. so often God wants take you from strength to strength, from glory to glory. And so um, I think for us, we were just like, it was very good until the very end. And so there wasn't this dip, there wasn't this period of time where um, we just felt like things dwindled. And that's where in in looking at the transition, we were like, we were so grateful that that we did it. And Kayla said something so profound in the midst of it. I think it was a revelation that she found was that when you wait on God, you find that the weight of heaven is behind you. You know, she, I remember her saying that. And I'm like, that's so true. It's like, it's that rhythm of grace. When you wait, when you actually lean in and you're obedient and you're listening and you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, he kind of has this way of making things really seamless and working yeah. things um, together for your good, you know? Mm. So, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's so awesome. Wisdom. Yeah, I think... Uh, this was kind of a question we had written out, and I think you answered it, and I want you to expound on it a little bit. 
I was going to ask, so in this season, how do you discern God's voice when it comes to change? And you said something that I think is so right on. You said it, it's about getting to know your guide um, more than the destination he's leading you to. And so, man, talk about a little bit just the value of in seasons of transition, pressing in to God, not just for what he's leading you into, but just for who he is and how that that almost makes those seasons of transition easier or building your confidence in who God is and not just what he's calling you to do, if that mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think when honestly, when God started to speak to us about transition, what that is is an invitation into new depths of intimacy and a secret place, you know, because like it's honestly such an exciting adventure to realize, oh my gosh, like God's at move here and there's Mm -hmm. something that God wants to do. And so I really want to be listening. And so I feel like for us, it was an invitation into, you know, in our last couple of years in California, such a new level and such a new depth of intimacy um, you know, because the, the Bible is pretty clear. It's like the sheep are going to know his voice, you know, like the voice of a stranger, they won't know. And so the more I feel like you, you develop in your understanding of like who he is, but then also that what who we are, like it's, it's who we are is so much more than what we do. Yeah. Um, you realize that, that that's kind of the fertile ground um, for, for the clarity of God's voice. Yeah. 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 I agree. And I think that one of the biggest, because the thing is, like, I think one of the biggest killers of joy is not appreciating the journey. And I feel like so many of us, probably myself, really included at times, has an arrival mentality of when I get there, when it looks like this, when I land that job. But if we could truly grasp that God is actually all about the journey and not about arriving like heaven is our arrival and i know that's like oh that doesn't really make me feel better but it actually you know if we could truly grasp that i think it would change everything because it wasn't like three years we wasted our lives because we're just waiting like it was like we lived a rich life in those Mm -hmm. three years of every single day and the lord's like no this is just part of the journey and so i think to really take the pressure off of one day when, when I get this, when it looks like this can actually change the way you wait with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that can be super helpful too, um, and, and maybe, uh, maybe you guys didn't experience this cause yeah, working with a 21, I can't imagine you'd be very bored. Um, that's, that, that's <laughs> such an awesome organization. Um, but did, did you guys ever have to navigate the difference between feeling released versus maybe I just want to change personally. And is it bad to want to change personally and, and to kind of make that leap? Does God always have to shift your paradigm um, for you to have a change in your life? Or, you know, so I, I maybe maybe you guys just felt released. You There wasn't that temptation of like, oh, I just maybe we just want to change. How do you navigate that of, I truly feel released from this place versus I think I just want like a personal change in my life. And is it wrong to want that? Yeah. I mean, 
first of all, no, I don't think it's wrong to want that. And it's interesting because I was reading in Luke 8 this morning, and there's this moment where a man has a demon in him, and it says that the demon led him into the wilderness. And it's almost like a parallel scripture to Luke 4, where Jesus is led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And so it's the same action, the same movement, yet from a completely different source, one of the Lord and one totally not. And, Hmm. you know, I think that for, for me personally, I won't speak for you, Josh, but I had to come to a place where the good days couldn't keep me and the bad days couldn't drive me away. And I had to get really honest with myself about how much of what I wanted was driven by emotions. And I do think that we have to take a moment to be really brutally honest with ourselves of where am I really at? If I get to this place where I start looking around and I'm looking for the negative and I'm trying to make excuses for why I should leave and it's going to be good if I leave and, oh, see, Mary Lou did that again. Like, I shouldn't be here. This isn't a good place. Like, when if, we're, if we start, which I think is very common, like, you need to pause and you need to take a step back. And so I think brutal honesty with yourself about where you're really at is a huge part of the process. And I also think, like, can you trust where you want to go like can you Mm. trust the dreams in your heart is a really important question to ask yourself and I know that probably going back more to before I went to A21 like I had a year of a very similar experience but in a very different way because I was in a super different season of life like I really had to let the Lord take me on the journey of realizing that am I thinking of life as what does God have for me? What does God want to do with my life? How is he going to help me with my dreams? Or God is doing something on the earth. How can I be a part of it? Mm -hmm. And I think that those two different mindsets can actually change the way we view what our future holds. And if you can be honest with which of those categories you fall into, I think you can actually know how much you can trust what you're desiring in that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Kayla, that one, that brings me um, a memory. I was making some pottery the other day, and one of my favorite verses is Jeremiah 18. It talks about the potter and the clay. And I had intentions the whole time to make a milk carafe, a little milk jar, but I didn't know how. And I was like, eh, I'll just like go for it and just see what comes of it. Um, and then it kind of got, I knocked it off center and it kind of got a little cattywampus. I'm like trimming it. And then it kind of naturally made its own little perfect little pour thing. And I just barely touched it and it made a perfect, cute little milk craft. And, and I, and I was thought, I thought of this verse and it's in Jeremiah 18. It says, uh, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. I'll give you my message there. So I went down to the potter's house and saw him working with clay at the wheel. He was making a pot from clay. Um, But there was something wrong with the pot, so the potter used that clay to make another pot. With his hands, he shaped the pot the way he wanted it to be. And so I think that's so good to remember, like, on our journey, we're the clay. God is the potter. And he will get his desired outcome with our lives. And so if he wants you to be a milk craft and the journey (laughs) kind of looks a little cattywampus along the way, knowing that... He is the potter. He's going to mold you yeah. into yeah. what he yeah. wants. So that's such a good word. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think one of the biggest things that comes with seasons of change and transition is the role of faith when it comes to navigating these seasons of life. 
I think uh, we live in a culture and uh, just like so many people that I know myself included have this mentality of answers, plans. Um, I, I need to know the outcome so that I can strategize and there are moments um, where that is super that is super beneficial and that is God honoring. And then there are moments where you have to take God at his word and step out into the unknown. And I think one of the biggest tensions maybe outside of that waiting process is stepping out into the unknown when you've felt the confirmation, you've felt the call, you know this is how God is leading you. You just don't know the end yet. Mm -hmm. What is the role of faith in seasons of transition and change? And how did that affect your all's time from Australia to California, California to Nashville? What role did faith play? And and how did you grow in your faith as God was calling you into these different seasons? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like faith plays such a big role and faith like a muscle just it felt like in the times of transition, really like what happens is that you're so dependent. You're so dependent on God, you know, and like and when Kayla and I came out, we just felt like um, the, there was room for faith in the sense that we didn't have all these details figured out. We didn't have things um, um, prearranged. We didn't even really have housing. I mean, we Airbnb <laughs> for three, four months and I, you know, when we arrived in Nashville, I, I remember looking at my calendar and I had like one coffee in a two-week window with a guy that I had just met at church. And that was that was it, you know. And, and so there was plenty of room for pacing and praying and declaring God's promises and his truths and saying, hey, I know you didn't bring us out here to drown. Like you actually brought us out here to thrive. And I, I think it's important to realize that, that God wants there to be room for faith. You know, like I love I yes. was reading the story um, just with Abraham and Sarah and just how they they named Isaac laughter because yeah. of, you know, like God's response to the laughter was, is there anything too difficult for me? You know, like, and I think we, we it's important to realize that God wants to exceed. God wants to do more. God has, has huge things in store, but there's a huge part of it that's faith. It's about stepping out of the boat. Like eventually you got it even when God confirms it, you know, like God confirmed it dozens of times, but there was a point that we had to reach where we were like, I've got what I need to make yeah. this, move. you know, like, yeah. and, and uh, you think about Paul, he's like, should I go to Macedonia? He gets a dream of a Macedonian beggar like that night. And he's like, okay, like I'm with the faith that I have, I'm going to mm -hmm. go, you know, like yeah. believing yeah. that he's going to sort out all of these other details. When I get there, I just trust that, yeah. um, that, mm -hmm. that he's in this, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I love, um, the apostle Paul, when he's preaching, he's saying like, you know, he's, he's like, I'm not, I'm not here with eloquence or human wisdom and all of that, but a demonstration of God's power. And I think that's really important to God, you know, like for it to, to, to get to a place where it's just like only God could have done this, you know? And he said, the Apostle Paul says something so cool. He says that your faith may not rest on human wisdom, mm -hmm. but that your faith may rest on God's power, mm -hmm. you know? And I think the journey of transition and being here in Nashville like one of my favorite things about it is that I can look at it and say, oh man, like my faith doesn't rest on 
all of the details that were already there, you know, mm-hmm. like I, like I, we can truly say that it was faith and it was yeah. his spirit. It was a demonstration of Evie's power. Yeah. And that just takes you to another stratosphere with your relationship yeah. with mm-hmm. God, you know, yeah. And yeah. on God, because yeah, like I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that faith was necessary. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad yeah. that it wasn't just roll out the red carpet and, Oh yeah. yeah, should we go to Nashville? Let's go. Yeah, easy. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I would say, and I hope this doesn't just like contradict and throw out the know everything we've set up to this point, but <laughs> I do feel like it's okay for your journey of figuring out what God has for you to be a little bit wild and a little bit unorganized sometimes. You know, I think yeah. like we feel like we just need to have a plan and have it all figured out all the time, and I just don't know if that's true and I know that at least when I first got saved I had this idea that like the call of God for my life was this like one road and like if I mess up like I fell off the road if I mess up I fell off the road but like not actually fully grasping that there's actually so much that's organic about our relationship with God and our life with God like you read in the Bible it blows my mind that people changed God's mind on multiple occasions and I don't want that to be taken and then like used as like a manipulative tool towards the Lord but like I just think that it's actually so much more like relational and organic than sometimes we think it is and I feel like it's okay for there to be moments when you're like I think this is God like I'm gonna go for it again that might just like totally contradict everything else you said but like, I know that whenever I moved to Australia, I had a whole year of, like, Lord, what in the world does it mean to serve you? Like, mm-hmm. I'm 22, I'm on fire for Jesus, I'm working in IT sales, and I am literally miserable. Like, this can't be <laughs> what it means. Like, is this what everyone's been, like, building? The, you know, and it was, like, this really real, and, like, Whitney gets it. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. <laughs> Go sevens! Right? So I was like, I need an adventure. Like, this has to be more, like, extravagant than this (laughs) and so I this sounds really sad now but I quite literally like prayed and cried in my closet in this apartment in Austin Texas for like six months and was just like god like I'm miserable and but that was the season where I pivoted my heart from what do I want for my life to Lord break my heart for what breaks yours and when he revealed human trafficking to me I was like that's it like this is the thing that I've been waiting a year to actually hear from God. And I would say when I went to Australia, I I would I would put a solid 70% about how sure I was. But like, I, I heard from the Lord, there were confirmations, the people around me felt good about it. And I think even with coming to Nashville for us, like, if you are like, the Lord said, and everyone around you is like, I feel weird about that. Like, you need to pay attention to that. Like, the people in our lives that we begin to share about the Nashville stuff, like instantly, like people that we knew that loved the Lord, had Holy Spirit, and then they're like, yep, that actually feels like that's what you need to do. Like, and so I think that that's really important. You know, mm-hmm. if someone was like, two days ago, God told me to go to Nashville, and now I'm here, I'm living in my car, I don't know, but here I am. Like, maybe that is like wild without wisdom. But yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. So like, it yeah. can be wild. Like, for us, it was wild. Like, it was wild to tell people. It was humbling to tell people that we had no plan. We had no jobs. We had nowhere to live. Mm-hmm. But there was so much confirmation from those around us, from the Lord, that we're not just like, I felt it in my own head, that we could actually walk with faith and with confidence of like, God, you have this. Like, you're going to take care of everything because you've yeah. told us so many times that you would. Yeah. So. And I think that just comes back to like, 
you get to know the guide, you know, like more than caring about guidance. And as you get to know him, you just, you enter into those unforced rhythms where your heart's so tender and you're mm-hmm. so just like, I, I, you know, like I, I don't know about you, Kayla, but I just find myself even in this time in Nashville, you know, we don't have five year plan, 10 year plan, anything like that. It's just, if, if we learn anything in the couple of transitions moving across the world, all of that, it was just that God, like I want to hold everything loosely. Mm-hmm. I want to have my hands open and um, I want to he- have my ear to the ground at all times in every area of my life because I just like, I love hearing from you and I love doing this, this life with you. And, and I don't want to hold tightly to titles and positions and definitions of success that might not be you. And mm-hmm. I don't want to allow that to be the, the thing that dictates my movement. You know, like I'm, I'm a huge like environmental person. Like I love, uh, like I, I believe that I belong in the water at all times. You know, like I, need, <laughs> I need salt water in my life. But funnily enough, it's like there, there's that that part of me that just like thumps for the ocean, and yet I feel so content to be in Nashville. But really, what that feeling is is I'm just content to be in His presence. You know, like and I'm so content good. to be where His presence is more than geography, more than position, more than what I do. Like it's, you know, First Thessalonians 5, like be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. So this is the will of God, you know. Mm-hmm. This is the will of God. And and I think that's, that's God's heart for our transitions and our movements. It's that he would just have intimacy with us as people, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's so You guys good. really do live. Um, I was recently this weekend just convicted me and conrad we were talking to a pastor in spokane washington and he was just he just said like hebrews 11 like that it is impossible to please god without faith and i think you guys live this so spectacularly um and something that conrad and i have just loved seeing in your life it's like we want that too just as much you know and so you know, I think in life you can get really realistic um, and realism contributes to doubt a lot of the time. Um, and so with you guys, just seeing how you have taken steps of faith, like and how God has like crazy honored it is truly what how we want to be our witness is to the world is yeah. glory to glory, strength to strength, what you said. And so. Yeah. I just love you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I say something on that? Because yeah. I love what you said. Um, okay, so I actually, I feel like one of the scriptures that I cannot get away from in life is do not conform to the patterns of this world to be transformed and they're going to your mind. Carry on. But I think that so often when that gets read, it's like, okay, so God doesn't, he doesn't want me to smoke. He doesn't want me to get drunk. He doesn't want me to party. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's how we read that scripture. But actually, so much of that is like the patterns of this world is exactly what you were just talking about. It's, well, I graduate from college and I get a good job that has a good salary and I save up to buy a house and then like I've made it. And we, yeah. I think as Christians, we have to allow ourselves to get a little bit more radical and to actually see the gospel for what it is. Of like, can we pull ourselves away from like that is the patterns of this world like that is not the kingdom of God it's not to say God's not going to give you those things along the way but Mm -hmm. like are the desires of my heart like kingdom minded you know like am I truly running after 
the things that God has. And I feel like nothing ever really turns out the way you think it's going to. Nothing ever really is exactly how you planned for it to be. But if you can really throw away those patterns of the world and the things that the world says are successful. Um, and I think as Americans, and this is maybe, I'm not going to go far into this because this is kind of a different conversation, but we have to realize that we are in such an individualistic society and that is actually not the kingdom of God. And so if it is like, what do I want? What do I need? What does God have for me? Like that is a pattern of the world creeping its way into how we navigate our faith yeah. and how we talk to God. But realizing like we are a part of a kingdom, like we are chosen for this generation, for this moment in time, you know, like Hebrews 11, all the people that have gone before us. Now it's our moment. God decided that we were the ones for right now. So what do you want me to do, God? And yeah. that with that mentality, I don't know that you can really go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That's so good. That's so good. And and I love what you said earlier just about how faith and wisdom can walk hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I think so often yeah. because God loves this childlike faith that we think that because our faith should be childlike, our wisdom should be childlike, but you know, there, there's there's a random verse in the Bible. I can't remember where, but it's it's to be shrewd as serpents mm -hmm. and as what gentle as doves. Josh as, knows. Yeah, Josh, you're, you're like a, you're like an encyclopedia over there. He's being quiet, but he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in Matthew. Somewhere in Matthew, you guys. I, I, I'm being vague so that you look it up and get yeah. in your Bibles. So no. <laughs> um, no, but but I think that's so true. Is that like we've we've equated faith with almost uh, like lack of wisdom, uh, like irrationality. Right. There's a part of faith that calls us into the unknown, um, but faith and wisdom can walk hand in hand, side by yeah. side. God Absolutely. can still be calling you out into the unknown while you navigate that with with wisdom that comes from His Word, comes from His presence. Like you were saying, just knowing the guide. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was so great because yes. I think that's this weird dichotomy that so many of our people are walking through is, well, is it faith if I mm -hmm. meet with my mentor? Or do I just, like you said, I feel called, so I just need to move and trust that God will work everything out. I think your story shows that you can hear from God for huge life changes and still walk with wisdom, walk with honor, into the season mm -hmm. God's calling you out of, you honor that season so that God can bless your new season. I just think that was such like a, yes. a profound little statement you threw out there that ne yeah. needed a little more highlight that, uh, that, that wisdom and faith aren't opposites. They actually make incredible right. partners right. Um, yeah. and go together well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, we're closing in on almost, almost 50 minutes, but I, you know, there's there's so much more that we could say about this topic, and it's been such a pleasure to, to hear from you guys. Maybe final thoughts to anybody who's listening to this podcast. You might find yourself in the season of change and transition, or maybe you're just trying to discern the voice of God for what's next in your life. Um, is there any last thoughts that you would give to somebody who's who's listening to encourage them or maybe push them in the right direction? Um, we, we'd love to love to hear that. Okay, final thoughts would be, um, if you're in a season of transition, if there's things in your heart that you want to do, I would do an honest assessment of the desires of your heart and if you've given them to the Lord. And 
to keep your heart in a position of surrender and obedience and open to whatever the Lord has, I think is always going to steer you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think just assessing, um, really drilling into the reason you feel like transition's coming and what God's bringing you into, you know, like, and, and challenging those moments where your reason is something like, well, well, I hate my job or, you know, like the people that I work with are rough or whatever that looks like and really like, okay, like what's, what's your heart got? And, um, you know, like, I think one of the things that I always picture for myself and I, and, and I wonder if this is going to help someone listening is I often, I so often picture, and I've felt this way about my whole life, to be honest, myself in the passenger seat with God driving. And I just get this picture of us turning the corner. And so many times I find my own expression, my own excitement welling up of like, God, are you really about to do that? You know, like, is that really what's next? And so like believing that what is ahead of you is mind blowing and your mind can't actually conceive that which is ahead of you. But then also it's this beautiful dance where God in the driving seat is asking your opinion and he's saying, where do you want to go as well? You know, like, and what do you want to see and where it's, it's this togetherness that God craves, I think in all of it yeah. and at all times, God mm-hmm. wants to move with us. And, and may we have the posture of Moses that really is, if your presence doesn't go with me, then I don't want to go. You yeah, know? that's um, so good. So that's what I would say. Oh, can I say one more thing? Yes. I thought of one more. Absolutely. Um, if you have a dream or a desire in your heart and you have something that you want to do, I would go to people that are already doing it and ask them what their journey looks like. And I think we have to be willing, and I know that my millennial heart does not like this and Gen Z might be the same, but we have to be willing to start at the bottom and be in for the long game. Like we actually must. And I think that if you're in a moment of wavering of should I go, should I leave, get rid of any distraction, anything that is comparison. And then once you've cleansed your mind of that for about a week, See how you feel because I think jumping around is actually a real danger. You know, like we mm-hmm. have so many people come to us and be like, I would love to work for A21. Like, how can I get hired here? And it's like, yes, totally. I love that you have this desire to be in human trafficking, but like, I don't know if you're going to like our answer because I was an intern for a year and a half unpaid. And my first job was transferring one email at a time from an old database to a new database, (laughs) you know, and it's like, you know, and so I think it's like, we just have to be willing to stick to the past, the long run. Um, yeah. 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 It's it's not all glamorous and, and those parts are part, like it develops character and perseverance. Yes. The most amazing people in the Bible did really mundane things. So Mm -hmm. we probably will too. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take care of chickens, you know? Guys, well, thank you so much for your time. I, I know um, I can say this ahead of time before we even release it. This is going to be such a blessing to our yes. community, such a blessing to our listeners. I think that, man, there's so much wisdom and so much just faith building affirmation for anybody who is navigating this season. I mean, I feel like my faith is built and I'm, I feel like I'm not really navigating any, maybe fatherhood. (laughs) That's, that's what I'm navigating right now. But, but, um, no, thank you so much. I know that anybody who listens to this is going to leave encouraged and Mm -hmm. just, um, helped and push forward to follow Jesus. And so 
Would one would one of you guys mind praying for us before we close this out? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, that you know every single person um, and every single heart that is listening to this podcast. God, you see them. You are our ever-present Father. You are our ever-present help. And God, I thank you that with that, you have so many thoughts towards every circumstance and situation represented. God, I, I thank you that you have a desire to outwork your will through your people, through your people. And so, God, even today, I just pray for a fresh impartation of your spirit. I pray for a deposit of wisdom. I thank you that your word says that when we ask for wisdom, we can receive wisdom from you. So, God, I pray for wisdom. I pray uh, wisdom. I pray for the clarity of your voice. I thank you that you are a speaking God. You are not a silent God, but you are a speaking God. And so, Father, I thank you that you know what every person needs, and I pray that you would I pray that you would be vocal. I pray that you would reveal yourself through other people, that you would reveal yourself through dreams and visions, that you would confirm your word. And I pray that you would bolster in people, that you would establish people right now in this moment, God, that there would be a strengthening and an establishing that takes place. I thank you that you're a good father and we can rest in you. I thank you that you're good enough to wait for. You're good enough because you're faithful and your love endures forever. And so, God, I just pray for a blessing over every single person that is listening and that is getting to know you, God, because I thank you that you're not hard to find. And in fact, you're right here and you're right. Uh, you're present in our circumstance. So thank you for who you are and for this time that we've had together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. For anybody who is listening, be sure to check out The Belonging Co. in Nashville. Give them a follow on their Instagram and social media. And hey, for anybody who's wanting to, who's listened to this, who's wanted to keep up with you guys, where can they where can they find you on a, on the old Insta or whatever you, whatever you World use? World Wide Web. Yeah. What? What is your Instagram handle? Yeah, mine, mine's just Joshy.Henry. <laughs> Joshy.Henry. I mean, you'll probably, what you'll find is a lot of very short captions and photos of the ocean. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> come, come along for the ride. <laughs> and I am Kayla Henry. Yeah, but... Um, to be confused with Kayla Henry. <laughs> yeah, if, any, if anyone listening, Kayla Henry, yeah. If anyone listening does have any questions, we'd love to chat to you guys. So please yeah. don't even have Yes, that's awesome. So Kayla C. Henry and Joshy.Henry. That's it. That's right. That is awesome. <laughs> well, guys, be sure to give them a follow. And yeah, if you've got any questions, shoot them a DM. Um, thank them for being on the podcast. And guys, thank you for your time. You've seriously been such a blessing, such an encouragement. Um, and we can't wait uh, to get this out to our people. So thank you thank so you much. Um, and thank you guys for listening. For all things Red Rocks Young Adults, you can go to rya.org or Red Rocks Church, redrocksya.com. Yeah. There we go. We're figuring that out. Um, but hey, to anybody who this might help, maybe you listen to this and you've got a friend walking through something, give this a share. Put this out to your friends. This is some really amazing content that can really help somebody in this season of life. And so thanks so much for listening. We will be back. Uh, I think we're going to go kind of every other week for right. a little while. And so we will be back in two weeks with some more amazing podcasts, some more amazing guests and content. Thank you so much. And we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.